to the inaugural PT Podcast. My name is Matt DeMauro, and I'm joined by my co-host... Chris Hinker here, everybody. And we are frequently referred to as the development guys behind the world's fastest-growing physical therapy company. But that's not what this is about, is it? Not at all. You know, that's probably... Well, that's not true. I am going to talk just a little bit about physical, our organization. But I want to let you know, and everyone that's listening... This is not a podcast about uh, physical. It's not about selling the value proposition. It's not about aligning with physical or anything like that. This we don't need a podcast for that. No, <laughs> we, we definitely don't. That's under control. This podcast is about enhancing your experience as a clinician in physical therapy. Whether you're a business owner or not, we're going to be talking about all of the relevant topics to be able to help you become better at what you do. That's the case if you're a business owner, that's the case if you're a physical therapist or a physical therapist assistant or a tech or a rehab aide. Every position within the business, we're going to be talking about areas to be able to make one business just be easier, just doing business easier. Two, being able to enhance the position that each and every one of you are in, you know, whether you're an employee or, or business owner, you know, in terms of gaining more market share and in all relevant topics, just to be able to help you, you know, just, just do better in life. And make your experience more enjoyable. I, I think we all want to succeed. And I think success is something different to each and every one of us. But I can tell you with the vast experience that we have had in working with clinicians, private practice owners, and every other position within the therapy space. If you want it, we're going to talk about a way that you can get it in some capacity, whether that's emotional fulfillment or business fulfillment or something else entirely. Exactly. And, you know, to be able to set the stage here and share where we're speaking from, you know, what, like what type of perspective we, we come from, I want, I want to just talk about the amount of private practice owners and physical therapists that we've been exposed to and that we work with on a daily basis. At this point in time, myself personally, I've worked with over 500 physical therapy practices um, at, at quite an intimate level. I mean, Chris, what are some of the numbers that, that, that you represent? I'm going to have to say between the two of us then, that puts us in four digits because day in, day out, as you well know, this is my life and this is your life. It's thousands of physical therapy practices and multi-thousands of clinicians. And it's brought to us a very unique perspective. As we work with more and more private practice owners throughout the United States, we've been with some tremendously successful physical therapy businesses. And we've been around some businesses that weren't doing too hot. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll be able to share some stories. So while this podcast is meant to be educational, we'll make it entertaining as well. And uh, I'm sure there will be a few stories that, that we can't share, um, but we'll at least be able to share the, the funny, entertaining ones that, that fall within the scope of this podcast. Absolutely. And I think that not just our perspective is a reason why you should put some merit behind making sure that you're listening to this podcast, but the experience of those who have mentored us. Uh, I know that for both of us, Matt, Jim Abrams has been a mentor in our life, partly as his as a role of as his affiliation with physical. But maybe you can share a little background on Jim, since when we do get to the business side of sure. things, he will be such a driving force behind that knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Jim Abrams was the founder behind physical, and why that's relevant 
first of all, think about this for a second. Physical five years ago was the smallest physical therapy practice in the United States. Zero dollars in revenue, not a single patient. <laughs> Pure play startup. Got to start somewhere. Today, physical is the fourth or fifth largest PT company in the world. Just think about that for a second. I don't know if it's the fourth or fifth. Frankly, I don't really care until we're number one because that's inevitably where we're headed. That is our plan. And that's how we are going to determine what success looks like. But coming back to Jim Abrams, this is a guy who has spent his entire career as a serial entrepreneur, um, building, launching, and being on the senior executive team of now nine national brands. And to give you a perspective on what some of his success has looked like, the last three businesses alone that he built from scratch all grossed over a billion dollars in sales in less than 10 years each. And correct me if I'm wrong, but almost every single one of those businesses was formulated and comprised of small business owners, just like in therapy. We're not talking about one massive corporation here. We're talking about the small business experience, right? We're all small business, but it's, it's, it's cross industries. So this is not all within medicine. This is industries such as financial services, uh, home services. Um, it, it goes into medical, you know, where we are in physical therapy. So we've been able to, I mean, Chris and I have personally been mentored by Jim Abrams. And, you know, we both couldn't be more appreciative of the time that we've had to be able to spend with someone like this. But, you know, we bring it up because I don't want you to think for a second that, you know, I'm, I'm speaking a bunch of hooey to you. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be like making things up. That that's not what this is about. <laughs> you know, I want to come from, you know, more of a factual experience based because that's that's what our experience has been. And, and throughout our time together, Jim's not the only one to influence us and not the only one to transfer unto us knowledge that we, we never could have gotten ourselves. Uh, we've worked with some of the world's leading clinicians. We've worked with some of the world's leading minds in mergers and acquisitions, private equity. We've worked with franchise owners. We've worked with private business owners. We've worked with corporations. We've, we've had a phenomenal experience. And I would say that both of us have made a concerted effort to be a sponge and soak up the combined knowledge of those that we've come across. And I would go so far as to say the purpose of this podcast is to share that knowledge with you because I can tell you, Matt, it's changed my life. It, without a doubt, mine as well. And we decided to create this podcast because of the requests that have been sent to us based upon the private practice owners and clinicians that we work with so frequently. Having been asked dozens and dozens of times, we finally caved and we said, all right, we'll convert one of our offices in our building to become a, a full-fledged podcast room. And, you know, big shout out to MC Hawk for being able to set this up for us um, because in future podcasts, future episodes, we're actually going to be filming and posting this on YouTube as well. So instead of just hearing our voices, you'll be able to see us, which will make things a little bit more intimate and a little bit more valuable in my perspective. Yeah, hopefully that's a good thing for you. I'd like to think it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah me, me, <laughs> me too. You know, I'll, I guess I'll have to be a little bit more cognizant of how I look on a day-to-day -day basis. But it's neither near 
Neither here nor there, right? Neither here nor there. That's why I have you as a co-host. That's you know, right. Sometimes as I go to speak, just, you know, the words don't come out of my mouth as quickly as they come into my mind. He's an excitable fella. It happens. It, it definitely happens. But how could I not be? You know, being in a profession such as this where miracles take place on a daily basis, yeah. it, it's just crazy for me to still see how the consumer out in the world today just doesn't have you know, uh, relevancy and understand what PTs do. I mean, if a sign was put out on the road that said PT, the average consumer is thinking personal trainer. Yeah, and it hurts. It's that crazy. Hurts. Yeah, I mean, it, it hurts me to the core to know that, you know, based upon the outcomes that we're able to provide as healthcare professionals. I mean, no one knows the musculoskeletal system better than a physical therapist, and all of you listening know this. Um, uh, one introduction on, on the personal side for me, um, I've been a physical therapy operator. I've been in this space now for a little bit more than a half decade. I know it doesn't sound a lot to some of you that have been in this space for 10, 20, 30 years, but, you know, without patting myself on hey, the that's back. that's a fifth or sixth of your life, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you, <laughs> when you say it like that, I guess, yeah. But I've been able to accomplish a lot in those, in those short five years. So I'll, I'll share just a little bit about my journey, where I've come from. Um, to be able to, again, you know, help with the credibility of some of the things that we're going to talk about. So I, I became affiliated with physical therapy back in early 2014. I was hired as a marketing director of a small two-location outpatient physical therapy center. Mm -hmm. I was brought on as the 11th employee, so, you know, not, not a big business. And this was a practice that had been established for 12 to 13 years. We were right in that halfway mark. And the business at the time had experienced um, some stagnation in terms of growth. It, it was not losing money. Uh, it, it definitely wasn't printing money. And, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it, it was a business where we began going backwards. So our revenues began going backwards. Our patient visits, our evals, our referrals started to decline. And that's why I was brought in. I was brought in based on my business background, um, my skill set in, in marketing and, uh, you know, without having, you know, previous exposure to physical therapy, man, I thought this was going to be easy. You know, I'm looking at the marketplace and I'm seeing, you know, hundreds of physicians who represent opportunities to refer. And I'm thinking, man, it's going to be easy to get referrals. I mean, I could probably get 50 referrals a day just by going <laughs> out there, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. But, <laughs> rude awakening, to say to say the least. Uh, but anyway, um, as our business, you know, continued to experience challenges, you know, some of the same challenges that each and every one of you are experiencing, um, you know, as as clinicians, you know, it's it's the challenges of increased documentation burdens, uh, you know, regulatory burdens, um, you know, needing to find ways to streamline, you know, administrative. Um, operations to just make it easier to be with patients, to be able to get more time with patients from like a private practice owner's perspective, dealing with consolidation. I mean, we were in a market where our local hospital system began acquiring some of our main private practice referral sources. I think probably everyone can relate to that. Yeah, it, it hurts when you have a, a physician practice who has historically referred about 15% of your volume gets acquired. It's like they disappear. Of course, because the hospital is going to, you know, despite, you know, illegal <laughs> operations. You know, yeah, we all know that story. Yeah. If you could see me, I'm winking right now. Yeah, laws that, are made to be broken in that field. Yeah, it, it is what it is. That's another topic. That's, for, right. That's for, another story. For a different day. That's we'll go off on our Don't tangent. let me deter you. 
But, you know, outside of some of the consolidation, uh, you know, with declining reimbursements, getting paid less for some of the same services rendered that, you know, that that's tough. Um, we deal with regulations, uh, you know, as, as an owner, you know, like as an example, moving from FLRs to MIPS, uh, just a lot of business challenges that we face. Uh, some days there are high cancellations and no shows. Some days there are low referrals. It's just the environment that I walked into about five and a half years ago. Uh, we didn't have much of a plan as to where it was that we were going to go and specifically how we were going to get there. Of course, that's just logical. How on earth are you ever going to know how to get somewhere if you don't even know where that somewhere, where that somewhere is? is. <laughs> sure. you know? So, you yeah. know, that, that's just logical when you think about it like that. But, but that's the position we were in. Now, having been a part of that senior management team um, for many, many years with unique resources that I had available to myself um, through like the physical organization, we were able to grow that business. That same two location business is now 10 locations. And, you know, I won't get into revenue. You know, it's a private business. You know, we're not going to be talking about money too much, um, you know, throughout what this about, podcast. What about like as a percentage of growth? Oh, thousands. Because I think revenue is important. It makes a difference, right? Yeah, you know, so our our, our 10 centers, you know, multi, multi, multi-million dollar operation. When I said I was I the- I think that'll suffice. When I, when I said I was the 11th employee, hundreds of employees, plural. Not 100 employees, hundreds of employees. Sure. So the business has scaled phenomenally and we had to make sure that the right infrastructures and support mechanisms were in place to be able to provide our employees with greater opportunities to make sure that patient care stayed number one above all else i mean our patients are our number one constituent they always will be so being able to identify ways to better serve patients you know became core to to our culture and, you know, with, with our mentality and physical and my mentality, you know, being an operator in physical therapy, to me, you know, every single day you should wake up and ask yourself, you know, am I the best in the world at what I do? And if it is not your intent to become the best in the world at what you do, I don't even know why you're doing it. I don't even know why you wake up. So as clinicians, as physical therapists and physical therapist assistants out there, I mean, every single day, you should be waking up and asking yourself, how can I become a better clinician? Where are there areas of knowledge that I don't possess today that could help me become better at what I do? How can I enhance patient outcomes? How can I help my patient population get better sooner? Like, what can I do to become the best clinician in the world? And the same thing goes for you who are owners of, of these private practices. Sure. How more, there's become, even more responsibility there. Of course. Because now you can't just worry about yourself. You've got a team. And, and your team has families. So, right. you know, one motivating factor for me, you know, as an owner operator in physical therapy, you know, comes down to thinking about the team that we have, the, the families that are, you know, dependent upon the salaries that we provide and knowing that the more that we're able to serve our patients, the more we're able to grow our business, the more opportunities that we're able to create and provide. I mean, is this, you know, it, it's a different perspective. It's a different mindset to have because so many of the private practice owners that Chris and I work with, I mean, heads are down looking at the ground, uh, you know, struggling out there when, you know, they're not doing 
what's hard. They're not doing the hard things that are necessary to be able to phenomenally enhance their positions, both in business, but also as clinicians. And, you know, that's what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Yeah. And so clearly, if, if you guys have been paying attention, Matt has some firsthand experience to be able to speak to. Uh, my background, a little bit of a different experience. Uh, I am not a treating clinician. I never have been and I never will be now. But I do have that background. I went to school uh, at, a, at the University of Delaware, which is well known for its physical therapy program. That is what I studied. I flew through those courses. I absolutely loved it. I spent some time as a professional athlete and professional athletic coach. And in those endeavors, as well as in my youth, I have spent far too much time in a physical therapy office. Uh, it's, it's why you hear me on this podcast and you don't see me at Wimbledon. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that's the sh long and short of it. But the experience that I have um, has come firsthand and it's also come from the experiences of those I've worked with. And day in, day out, I spend every minute helping others work on their business. And it has been my great benefit not to have to wake up day in, day out and work in the business because I never would have been able to gain the wealth of knowledge and the wealth of experience that I've seen if I did have the responsibility of waking up day in, day out and personally operating one of these businesses. So I think it gives us a good perspective to be able to look at the inside of the business boots on the ground and the outside of the business industry perspective between the two of us. And I can tell you with future podcasts here, what we'll be covering is everything that would be important to you, whether it's how you earn more personally, how you help more people, how you provide a broader spectrum of care, how you grow your business if you're an owner, how you grow your people if you're an owner, how you grow your patients if you're a clinician, and, and everything else that would be important to you from uh, the actual experts themselves that we'll have in here, in the studio with us, including folks like Brian Werner, and we'll actually be speaking about things that are uh, maybe a little unique, like strategic vendor partnerships and other aspects too. Yeah, like, you know, how to better negotiate with suppliers and vendors that you work with. But, you know, to, to expand upon some of the topics that Chris was talking about, you know, we're going to begin thinking uh, like about and creating topics that are designed to be able to assist with the ambitions and desires of all of the clinicians that we've been exposed to over over years. Many of the private practice owners that we come across want to treat because they want to, not because they have to. Um, some of them want to yes. be able to focus on the business. A lot of the PTs and PTAs work we work with want to open their own business. They want to, you know, they want to stop, uh, you know, being, I don't want to say a slave because that's just a totally, that's a, that's a wrong word. But they, they want to have the freedom to choose what they do in their business. Exactly. And they want to be able to treat the way that they want to treat. You know, That's most right. most as clinicians have had bad experiences throughout their career, you know, whether it's working with, you know, a corporate organization, um, you know, or just a, a private practice that had, you know, I'm not going to say, I'll say a lack of core values. You know, I guess that, that's the easier way that's for fair. me to be able to put it. That's fair. You know, someone who looks at a patient like a dollar sign, you know, it just makes me sick, you know. And, and goes after volume and double booking and overlapping galore, you know, because that's that's not the model that we are. I mean, but the opposite is also true, one. right? We want to make sure that folks know that just because they're in healthcare doesn't mean they can't be rewarded financially for their efforts. Because when you touch as many lives as you do as a therapist, 
you deserve to be a high earning individual. Right. And you can do both, right? You can you can provide yeah. high patient care and also have significant financial success. I mean, you, you can't without a doubt. I mean, early, early in my career, I actually went uh, to college pre-med. I wanted to become a physician. I wanted to become a surgeon. I thought there'd be no better feeling than shaking someone's hand whose life I just saved. And while, um, you know, while at uh, school talking with a great friend of mine whose family comes from uh, a prominent business family, uh, they owned hospitals. And he mm -hmm. said to me one day, he said, Matt, Think about how many more lives you could touch and help if you are in a position like us, where we own hospitals and employ physicians. And it just opened my mind and gave me an entirely new perspective as to different ways we can impact people. It may not necessarily be by your own two hands. You know, it may be through growing a business. And, you know, with that being said, you know, I think it's safe to say that no one got into physical therapy for money. So I yeah, think there that, are a lot easier ways to make a buck. Yeah, not not 100, not 80 bucks a visit. I mean, there's a lot of better ways to 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 grow wealth um, outside of physical therapy. That's right. um, but a few better ways to serve the person as a whole, though. Would you agree? Yeah, I, completely. I mean, that's why I'm in this space. So, you know, when the reason I bring that up is because on this first, you know, inaugural PT podcast, I want to be able to tell you that there are going to be days where we do talk about money. Um, but, you know, I, I just want it to be very clear that this is not all about money. It's about patient care. It's about finding better ways to serve your patients, how to enhance patient care. That That's what this is about. It's um, about, to me, it's about elevating the entire profession of physical therapy by elevating every single one of you in any way that we can help you to better your experience or your knowledge is how we're going to be able to do that. Absolutely. And we're going to start right now. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you something. Um, while, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my watch here. I, I MC, MC Hawk, how long we've we been going for real quick. 22. 22 minutes. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to we'll close keep this it out. 25. Within, yeah. 25 minutes. So so I'll give you something to think about that's been a challenge that I've been exposed to hundreds of times now. With many of the private practice owners and clinicians that I'm, that I'm exposed to, many of them just don't put in, put in much thought as to really what they want, like what they want in their life, what they want in their careers, uh, whether it's next year or five years from now or 10 years from now. It's just a, a challenge that exists throughout humanity not spending time thinking about truly what we want. Mm. You know, this podcast is not about religion. It's not about podcasts. But I have to say, all of us, were blessed with free will. We have the choice to be whoever we want to be. We can do whatever we want to do. And we have the opportunity to choose. We get to choose who we are. We get to choose our core values. And we get to choose the path that we want to follow to get to where we want to go. For me, physical therapy is that avenue. It is that vehicle. I am able to get to where I want to go using physical therapy as, as that vessel. But take a moment tonight and think about truly what you want five years from now. So use, do it as a five-year outlook. Where you are today, think without limitations. Where do I want to be five years from now? And that's important, without limitations, because many of us feel every day the limitations of our field as if they are concrete and they're not. Yeah, I mean, and 
just going back to the experiences in, in physical therapy operations, since you know, it's super relevant to our podcast topic, <laughs> sure. um, you know, our business, two locations, you know, we were doing less than a million dollars to be a multi, multi, multi-million dollar company with hundreds of employees in three years, believe me, was not something that we would have thought of if I didn't say without limitations. So think yeah. about what you want. So, you know, think five years out, really, what is it that I want? Think of this, you know, genie came to you and said, you know, I'll give you whatever life you want five years out as long as you're able to describe it with vivid detail and you can close your eyes and you can see it in your mind's eye. It's got to be that detailed because you're never going to get to where you want to go without at least knowing where that is first. And then I'm going to leave you with one last exercise to be able to think about that will hopefully assist you in being able to break through periods of stagnation or, you know, if you're coming up any roadblocks, whether, you know, you're a business owner and you're, you're looking and finding ways to grow your business or you're a clinician, um, you know, looking and trying to find a way to be able to reduce, you know, the burden that you take home on a daily basis with documentation and notes, you know, wanting to spend more time with family, you know, on the weekends and after hours, whatever it is. Think about what you want and think about the top three challenges that are standing in your way today from getting that. So what are the top three challenges that you're experiencing? Maybe it's cancellations and no-shows. You know, maybe it's maybe it's the owner of the practice is loading you up, double booking you, um, just giving you such an astronomically large caseload that it's just, you know, it's burnout. You know, whatever challenge that you're facing, think about them. What are the challenges? What are the top three challenges I'm experiencing? And write them down. One, two, three. Here are my top three challenges. Then what do we do? I want you to list three things, one, two, three, for each challenge that you're going to do before the day is over to take an action to resolve those challenges. One, two, three, one, two, three. I wish I could take credit for that business tactic. That is one of those gems that comes from Jim Abrams. Uh, it's something that he just made Oh, you up can. He probably won't career. listen to this. No, yeah, he, <laughs> he probably won't. Um, but, you know, it's not something he read in a book. It's something that he gained through the actual practice of growing multi, multi-billion mm-hmm. dollar companies. When we come across areas of challenge or areas we need to break through, the one, two, three, one, two, three exercise is pure gold. So I'll give it to you one more time. The top three challenges that you're experiencing, write them down. One, two, three. And then what are the one, two, three things that you're going to do for each of those three challenges before the day is over? And hold yourself accountable to this. Because, you know, we're going to be talking about, you know, self-value, self-worth, you know, mental toughness as we continue along with our podcast journey. And if you don't hold yourself accountable and do the things that you tell yourself you're going to do, you will never have that self-confidence. And you're going to need that to be able to get to where you want to go. So we're going to close it out for now. We'll be back in a couple of days and we'll kick it off with our second episode.